Hi everyone, welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. The sermon that you're about to listen to is the third of a short series in John chapter 19. The passage today is John 19 verses 28 to 42. And just to let you know, it doesn't start with a reading of the passage. So you might like to have it up on the screen to read it before you listen to the sermon. That's John chapter 19 verses 28 to 42. And today we're thinking about Jesus' destiny, how he was destined to die, and yet how that's good news for us and how we can share as part of that destiny. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and just to forewarn you that there will be one or two changes coming up after Easter. So do uh, stay tuned for that as there will be um, uh, the, the regular content will be uh, a bit different. So I hope you enjoy and uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. Over these last few weeks, we've been looking at John chapter 19, working our way through it. And uh, just as a little short series, seeing as we started out in John's Gospel, I thought it would be good to finish uh, Holy Week with John's Gospel as well. And uh, we're coming to the end of John chapter 19 this week. And um, we're thinking about a destiny. Destiny. Have you ever heard people say, well, that was destined to be, that was fate? That was, that was meant to happen. And people sometimes talk about, talk about that, doesn't it? But what does that really mean when people say that? What are people really thinking about it? Well, in a sense, Jesus' death on the cross was destiny. It was, uh, it was the plan. And in fact, it was God's plan from the beginning. And that's what John is at pains to demonstrate as, uh, as he goes through this passage. Uh, but the good thing is that it's a plan which we can be part of as well. And that's something else which really uh, is important. So let's have a little think about this, uh, this passage as we go through. And this is, by the way, John chapter 19 from verse 28, page 1088, if you want to, um, to follow along in the, uh, in the church Bibles there. Uh, so... Jesus, he, he'd known everything now had been finished. And it, and it says, so that scripture will be fulfilled. Jesus said, I am thirsty. So that scripture will be fulfilled. And I just thought, isn't that amazing? That Jesus was consciously aware, as he was on the cross, of scripture being fulfilled. Don't you think that's a, an amazing thing? Even while he was there, Jesus was conscious. Um, some of the, um, the verses, I mean, you may know Psalm 22. You mentioned that last week where Jesus said, my, um, quoted, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was taken from Psalm 22. And that also talks about his mouth being dry. Also in Psalm 69, verse 21, it says, they gave me wine mixed with vinegar to drink. And so this is, um, this is the, these are the scriptures that Jesus was fulfilling. So what they do is they, um, they soak a sponge and put it on a stalk of the hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus' lips. Again, fulfilment number two. If you look back at um, where hyssop is mentioned in the Bible, do you know the very first time that hyssop is mentioned? Exodus chapter 12, verse 22, which is when God gives them the Passover. And when you remember when they had to paint the blood around the doors of their houses, 
And God said, do that with, guess which plant? The hyssop. That's that's where it's first mentioned. So isn't that interesting that we've got these real Passover uh, connections here. And and then Jesus, when he, he received the drink, Jesus says, it is finished. I just like that, you know, like they daubed their, their blood around the doors and that kept them safe. When they'd done that with the plant, Jesus said, it is finished. And he, he, he gave up his spirit. He bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Which says that Jesus gave up his life. Jesus wasn't killed, in a sense. He gave up his life. This is what it says, he says just earlier in John's Gospel, John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. So Jesus laid down his life. He gave up his spirit. And uh, so we carry on. It's the day of preparation and it was to be a special Sabbath. It was the, the Passover so again, we've got these Passover sort of tones coming over. And um, the soldiers, they, they, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken of the, the other two men who were with, with Jesus because they didn't want them hanging up there on the cross um, during the, the Sabbath. But the soldiers didn't break Jesus' legs because they realised that he was already dead. And again, John says, this happened so that scripture would be fulfilled not one of his bones will be broken. And again, this is something which is, um, has got the Passover theme, because the Passover lambs were to be um, uh, without defect, it says, Exodus chapter 12, verse 5. Passover lambs were to be without defect and were to have none of their bones broken. So again, we have this, this message that Jesus is that, that Passover lamb. Jesus fulfills the Passover. And um, this flow of blood and water that came from Jesus, it's interesting because uh, some medical uh, doctors tell us that this is actually, um, you know, just the kind of thing that happens when um, people, have, uh, people die like this. And um, it's actually quite sort of medically accurate. Um, but also, it's, a, it's a, a saying of John that Jesus really did die. You know, that Jesus was not a kind of some kind of um, projection, like a, like a film projection or something, into, into our world. But that he was a real, genuine human being. He really did die. He did come in flesh and blood. But also, we look at the symbolic significance of that. That the blood and the water... The blood and the water, the, the blood which cleanses from sin, the, the water that, that sprinkled on us, that cleanses us. I think John is trying to tell us something here, that the, the cleansing that comes, comes through the cross, comes through Jesus' death on the cross. And as we are given the Holy Spirit, we too can be, can be cleansed from, uh, from sin. This is what Jesus says just before in uh, John chapter 4. Verses 13 and 14. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them 
will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus, he just said, I thirst. I am thirsty. So I think John is trying to say here that this is what's happening. Jesus is taking on himself our thirst and giving us the water which leads to eternal life. That's what Jesus is doing on the cross. So um, after that, Joseph of uh, Arimathea, he asks Pilate for the body of Jesus. And it says that Joseph was a a secret disciple. He feared the the Jewish leaders. And Nicodemus, it said, he uh, he was the man who came to Jesus when uh, when it was night. You might know the the story of, of Nicodemus. And he visited Jesus because he was afraid. He came when it was night time so no one would see. And um, it's funny, isn't it, how we've got two, two men here who were secret disciples who are just starting to, to get a bit more bold and coming out and, and actually taking the body away. I just wonder if that's another little sign saying actually that it's through the cross that we can overcome our fears and we don't have to worry about what other people think of us anymore. You know, we can come out and say, no, I follow Jesus. It's, it's the cross which gives us that, that courage. Um, and they buried Jesus and they buried him in 30, uh, 35 kilograms of myrrh and aloes. Um, I just thought that was, um, uh, yeah, that's about um, half of a, a normal adult weight or a bit more than half, depending on, you know, male or female. That's a lot of, a lot of spices. I wonder how we got it there. Um, did he have a wheelbarrow, maybe? I, I don't know. It's a huge amount. It's, a, it's sort of an amount fit for a king, isn't it? And that's the point of it. That's why they bought that much. And, um, and it says, at the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden, uh, a new tomb. And so they laid Jesus in there. Now, where have we seen the garden before in the Bible? That's where we first see a garden, isn't it? The Garden of Eden. And here we've got Jesus. And it actually, it actually says where Jesus, at the place where Jesus was crucified, there was a garden. Now, presumably, John didn't mean Jesus was literally crucified in a garden. But that he's, I think he's trying to make that connection, isn't he? That Jesus was crucified and put to death in the garden and then rose again. And that is meant to, uh, that's meant to be a message for us, isn't it? That, uh, that we were, that mankind, Adam and Eve, and the rest of mankind were driven from the garden because of sin. But Jesus was put to death because of our sin. And Jesus brings us back into the garden. And that's wonderful good news, isn't it? There's um, a holiday club, we did this um, two or three years ago. It was a book called The Biggest Story. And um, the, the subtitle of the book was How the Snake Crusher Brings Us Back to the Garden. And it's how, how Jesus crushes the serpent, the Satan, and the power of sin, and brings us back to the Garden of Eden. And that is a, a wonderful and amazing truth for us to cling to. So this is the thing. As we, we draw to a close looking at this, at this passage, from the beginning, 
God's plan has been to rescue us from sin, from the very beginning. And this is why when Jesus cried out, he cried out, it is finished. He wasn't just saying, my life is is finished. He was saying that the plan is complete, it's finished. I have paid the price, I've, you know, the, the gate is now open. That plan that God put into, into, into uh, practice at the beginning has been completed. And Jesus is the one who died as our Passover lamb. It's through Jesus dying as our Passover lamb that it is accomplished. It's very clear in that, in that passage, isn't it, that, that Jesus is the, the Passover lamb. And you think that the Passover lamb was when they killed the lamb and when they painted the blood over the the doorframe of the house. That was the message that that this lamb is dying and we are living. That's the message of the Passover lamb. And that's the message with us as well, that Jesus is, is dying as our substitute and we are living. Jesus takes our death and we take his life. But Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose again. And the life that he now lives, he shares with us. So back in uh, John chapter 5, and we'll finish with this. Uh, John chapter 5, verse 24. Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word, And believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. So that's the message of the cross. That Jesus took upon himself our sin and he died the death that we deserve as our, as our substitute. And he gives us the life which he deserved. But uh, we know that that life begins now. And that's a life which anyone who believes in Jesus has already crossed over from death to life. And we begin to live that risen life of Christ in the here and now, while we wait uh, for the resurrection of our bodies. And I thought that's really good news as we come up to Holy Week. It's something that we can rejoice in over these coming few days. And I hope and pray that as we hear the Easter message again on Good Friday, on Easter Sunday, um, that that message of Easter will just strike us again and that we'll realise once more how wonderful it is to be brought back uh, to the garden and to have the life that God intended us to have, to lock the life with God. Let's take a moment to, uh, to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these wonderful truths. And we thank you again, uh, Lord, that there is so much to explore when it comes to, uh, to the cross and to the, the wonderful way in which uh, you, you brought about your salvation. And we pray that this Easter time you would help us to trust in Jesus more and to be able to to understand more, not just of what what your plan was, but what it was for us, and that we would be able to to start living more and more that, that risen life, crossing over from death to life, 
and joining you um, in the, the new creation at the end. So pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.